Hello, everyone, and welcome to Honey Badger Radio. My name is Brian. I'm here with Allison. And this is another episode of Maintaining Frame. This is Maintaining Frame number 31. Men's rights content puts boys at risk of feeling cared about. Unacceptable. I didn't have enough characters to longer one. Uh, where we're going to be looking at and discussing an article. Well, there's actually a number of them that have been making the rounds. Uh, but the one I, I guess we're going to be reading mainly from is called um, YouTube Algorithms Exposing Young Men to the Manosphere, Reset Australia. Uh, but it's not just a phenomenon happening in Australia. Um, and so, you know, it's just that this article happens to be from there. So we're going to jump into that and find out, like, why is it so dangerous and scary that men are on the Internet and they're finding us. Finding, yeah, finding people like finding us. Finding like, me and you, Brian. Yeah. Because we're terrible people that we're leading, leading men astray to something. Yeah, exactly. So Some we're going to... nefarious purpose. Uh, yeah, so we're going to look at that. Um, and uh, the first thing I'll say is be sure to hit that like button because it does help us a lot when the streams are live. We might be able to show up in someone else's feed, uh, even though this... Uh, article, you know, might suggest that there is cause to try and stop us. But yeah, maybe <laughs> you can be a part of this problem and uh, give us a like. So before we get before we jump into this, though, uh, Allison has some words. OK, so we are doing our monthly fundraiser. Um, it is at feedthebadger.com. You can follow the pop up so you can go directly to it at feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. Um, if we, if, if, if you just take a moment to go there and ponder, um, and, uh, please do consider putting a few shekels in the hat because you are the reason why we continue to be able to do this content while basically laboring under the YouTube ban on this content. Um, because this content is not acceptable. Um, anyway, home. so please, please, gonna get please. women killed. I yeah, it's it's already gotten me killed five times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, speaking to you from the grave. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not a woman though, so. Yeah, you're right. But it's yeah. got my womanhood killed five times. Yeah, yeah. But uh, exactly. well, you did that to yourself when you mm. basically went against the status quo and said, "Hey, what about this over here? This looks like it needs some attention." Uh, you basically yeah. just threw out your woman card, so. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, it's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> no, and also, <laughs> as we all know, we are supposed to respect all women, except for the women that don't agree with feminism. Mm -hmm. that, that you can kick in the face. Those women you can kick in the face. You know, and, and that's okay. But anyway, so feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz, or just go to feedthebadger.com. I will do some arm twisting if we don't get anything by the hour in, um, because okay. we do need to get those, those coffers filled or we, our content um, is not, we're not able to continue our content, at least not to the degree that we're able to now. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we are making headway. We are making progress into the YouTube algorithm. One of my shorts last week got 1.7 million views. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to find out why, uh, why that is, that was possible with the shorts as opposed to the long form videos and the streams. 
And uh, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting ride tonight because we're going to be looking, we're going to be picking up the um, the front end of the car, the hood, shall we say, of the YouTube algorithm. We're going to be popping it up and looking inside and we're probably going to see a lot of feminist imps. Yep. Gremlins, <laughs> I think we call them. Gremlins. The, oh, yeah, I guess imps are too cute. Yeah, the femlins mm. are all up in our engines. Oh, in the engine. Mm. <laughs> the femlins, that's cute. All right. All right. So uh, I did get I some super chats and a super chow, so I think we should deal with that first. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. I got a super chow from someone named Fatal Error for $50, and they said, I love your content, been watching since 2020. Thank you for being oh, a viewer. You. That's That's huge. I want to ask what your opinion on gender roles are because people talk a lot about dismantling them. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I'm gluten intolerant. So I have a particular problem with rolls. I just, <laughs> I, I just can't eat them. I cannot eat them with jam. I cannot eat them with butter. I cannot eat them with ham. I cannot eat them, Sam, I am. Um, no, I, okay. Being silly. Uh, I think that every society has to contend with human reproductive and sexual ish, uh, instincts and manage to give them a reasonable expression that allows for the productivity necessary to sustain that society or incentivizes the productivity necessary to sustain that society. I think that's a really abstract statement. Um, could you imagine like, I think a magneto is the one where you use alternating magnet, uh, like Northwest South magnets to construct, to create an electric current if you mm -hmm. think of those those that those two polarities on the magnet, which you have to move together to create an electric current to be man and woman, it's that dynamic between the two that creates the productivity that runs a society. So we do need gender roles for a productive society, but those gender roles have to work. We haven't gotten away from gender roles, like nothing that feminism does, nothing that the so-called gender fluid people do is absent actual gender roles. If you listen to them, they still have a gender binary. Their gender binary, instead of being based on biology, is is based on biology, but it takes an extra step to say that men are in an existential category of agency, of being to blame for everything. And women and gender non-binary or gender fluid individuals all exist in the separate category, separate from men of not to blame. So you have men who are the oppressors and everyone else who are the oppressed. And men's actions matter. The oppressed's actions are always, the oppressed never really take action. They're always doing in reaction to men's actions. So you can see how it's sort of like they've constructed two essential categories of being. Um, and it's possibly the most ridiculous, insane, and destructive gender dichotomy in human history. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. like it, it, you know, like, oh, go ahead. I, I was just going to say the categories are basically men and non-men, and so all the non-men, which mostly constitutes women, um, they they are in the category of having no agency, and they're the victims of the men, and the men are yeah. the perpetrators. And of course, so, those are those are not gender roles. I mean, they, they are in the way that it's constructed, but those are not the gender roles they're always talking about dismantling. Those are the gender roles they want enforced. They, those are the ones they want to be the new, you know, like normal set of gender yeah. roles. 
or their normal attitudes towards men and non-men. Um, but because uh, you can la- like you look at all of these, for example, it was really hilarious. Like there's this gender fluid person who allegedly gender fluid who who tweeted out um, something that basically says that men's actions have to be determined. The worth of men's actions have to be determined by their effect on everybody who is not men. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's a gender role. Like if, yeah. if you need a group of people to blame and they have to be men, then that's a gender role. Yeah. You're not you're not escaping it. You're not escaping the binary. You just constructed a new one and you've called it freedom, which it isn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. that, that's my yeah. opinion on gender roles. Uh, I probably will do a short on it. Well, I just wanted to add, though. So if the question you're really asking is about like traditional gender roles where, you know, that you might say women stay at home and raise children and, you know, are like homemakers and that kind of thing and men you know they're the uh protectors and providers and the and the earners and so on if, the, if that's what you mean because when you say a lot of people are talking about dismantling them they're usually referring to that you know like um setup or agreement now it i believe that um people should be able to arrange their life however they want so you know, if the woman wants to be the breadwinner and the man wants to be the stay-at-home dad and whatever, right? I don't think that there's anything wrong with that as long as the the people involved in that decision know that that's okay with them. And it's not one of these situations where someone is agreeing to something that they really don't want to agree to because that means that you guys haven't really talked it out yet. So, but I also recognize that uh, if people are given the freedom to choose however they want to divvy up the labor and like the the you know their responsibilities around the house the, around the home and their responsibilities to their children and so on, um, most likely it's all going to work out in the traditional way, like because most people are probably just going to go along with that. But but it's okay to leave room for the for the exceptions or for something that doesn't quite fit neatly into either, you know, maybe both parents work part time, you know, things like that. But it, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because um, people are going to work something out depending mm-hmm. on what their lifestyle, their family, like whatever, all of these factors, you know, they're, they're going to come together and they're going to make a decision based on all of that. So the concept of generals is either something that is like intended, I don't know, like it's it's narratively narratively described as oppressive because, you know, it forces women to be homemakers and import, you know, like the, that's just not true. Like we don't live in that world. You know, women have more options than they ever have. But beyond that, men like we don't even need to talk about how like, you know, any number of cultural shifts could have like made things easier for women in general, men like tend to be supportive of the women they love regardless of what their choices are and they try to make it work and if you if you're married or you're you know you're you're planning a family or whatever and you love each other you're going to figure it out it's like it's not that it's not that complicated <laughs> so you know I, I anyway thank you fatal error those are my thoughts i'm just a freedom guy you know do what you want make sure it's what you want and then just you know just do it so but if it turns out that the overwhelming majority of people, you know, do it the way we've mostly done it. Don't let it bother you because that's the yeah. way people are, you know? So, mm-hmm. 
All right. So anyway, thank you for that. I also got another super child from Amasang who gives us $5 and doesn't say anything. Um, thank you. Amasang. Thank you for that. And then I have a super chat from Iggy Thunders for $100. Thank you, Iggy Thunders. And he says, in case I missed the stream, thanks for always being such wonderful, compassionate smartasses. For Hannah's puns, <laughs> for Allison's rants, for Karen's raunch, for Lauren's sass, and for Brian, the resident pickle in this clam bake, dealing with <laughs> broken streams since 2013. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, I think yep. I think that the streams have overall been a lot more stable. And, yeah. you know, whatever oh, you should have does the go sound wrong. From the beginning. Oh, my God. The what? Like, guys, if you think that this is bad, go. Well, actually, I'll have to make them visible again. No, I'm pretty sure you can go back to the first videos that. Well, they aren't even videos. They're just podcasts with like the logo on them. Uh, and go listen those. to that sound. You know, just you get this head hedonic adaptation to the podcast and you guys all forget what they actually sounded like at the beginning. You should go back and listen. Yeah. We have made improvements, you know, and at the rate that artists who don't work with sounds would make improvement, if you think of it, like we're 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 visual artists. We're not actually auditory artists. So we try Some of us is what are. I'm saying. And we I mean, move forward. Yeah, yeah. I, I... We're we're doing we're in a lot better place, you know. So yeah. Um, I'm saying I see that you said in the chat that your message didn't go through. Just uh, type it out in the live chat and just put just tag at Badger Lab live streams so that I see. Mm. It. So um, anyway though, thank you Iggy Thunders, uh, really nice sentiment. Um, Al, I hope you're still here and you watch the show. Albert Nader mm. Retro gives us two dollars Canadian and says. Come, young lad, join the Sith men's movements. And then he puts, like, a devil face. Um, all right. Yeah, well, you know what, though? Like, I think that the reason why there's so, there's so much panic right now, so much panic over boys essentially just being on the Internet looking up Manosphere content of some kind. There, I mean, people are freaking out. And I know why. Because I talked about this on the news show. I know why this is so, like, serious for them, even Ooh. though it doesn't spill, really... Spill the tea. Yeah, spill the tea. It's really quite simple. Uh, I already said, like, this is a culture war. There is a culture war, okay? Everyone talks about the culture war. But what the culture war is actually for isn't things like, you know, uh, I don't know, like, not woke movies and TV shows or uh, some kind of, like, you know... Uh, political advantage like for this or that vote or or even over like the validity or invalidity of feminism so much it's actually about boys it's like it mm. is a war for the hearts and minds of boys and mm. the the feminist side or the woke side or the sjw side knows it that's why they're altering the culture that's why they're doing all this stuff and they're ascent and it's can it's coming from it's not just on the internet it's with the teachers in, in academia it's in it's with but basically every institution that has like mm. you know cultural control and what they want is they want the boys to be their foot soldiers for their mm. ideology and that's why they don't want 
other people who are ascent they're not even like trying to recruit them they just want those boys to know that as boys they have tremendous power that they aren't even aware of that they can that they don't need to depend on these uh authoritarian people for any guidance or or how to be a man because the thing is is these young guys they're trying to like they're they're trying to understand what their role in society is as men and they get they they seem to feel as though what the establishment is telling them is not right and so mm -hmm. that's why they're rebelling they're looking in other places and these the the establishment knows this because if they have the boys they have everything the boys mm -hmm. that will become men will change the world and they know mm -hmm. this this is why like they may talk about you know like the um the sort of like divine feminine as like some you know collectivist idea that will change the world but only insofar as its influence over the boys and mm. and so you know it's not hard to to i guess it, it's a i think it's a bit easier okay. to propagandize let, girls. let me see if i get this so, right yeah. all right so well what i'm what i what i have seen is that if there's something for example if you want to set up a situation where the US can be the world reserve currency you have to you have to send men out to die in world war 2 in order to prove to everybody who disagrees and i'm not and this is like or around the world not even world war 2 but world war wars after anywhere that, to yeah prove, yeah to prove that the US can subjugate anyone who does not want to work with the commercial system of the world militarily so and if you if you don't have boy young men who are willing to sacrifice themselves for that end, you aren't able to have that end. You aren't able to have that power. And the reason why it's boys and young men is because boys and young men will sacrifice more for a unique identity or a unique value proposition. And this is this has been recognized since they 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 argued about um drafting women in World War II. And one of the arguments against it is that women just won't do it they just yeah. they they will not tolerate that loss of autonomy whereas boys and young men will they will sacrifice themselves for a uniform for a flag for a national anthem for each other and mm -hmm. they can use that sacrifice in order to prop up interests that it, there's nothing else powerful enough to prop up those interests except boys' willingness to sacrifice, boys' and young men's willingness to sacrifice. That's why it is absolutely critical for a society to capture the boys' and young men's desire to create a unique value proposition. So to find out how they are valuable as boys and young men to society in order to be able to have a functional society because you put that desire to sacrifice to the service of society. And I actually think that they're dimly aware of that as a truth, but they are screwing it up because the problem with the, the the woke approach is that they can't allow that boys and young men have their own thing to give society because right. the future because it goes like yeah because it goes against their whole yeah. religion, but that instead what they're doing is they're essentially trying to. Firstly, limit the conversation so you're only hearing their side. And then mm -hmm. their side is, you know, boys, if you want to remove 
the black mark of original sin for being born a male, then this you is what you- support our politics. Yeah, you have to support our causes. And you have to do so like in a position or from a position of subjugation because you can't mm -hmm. like, you know, you can't uh, take on a, le a leadership position here because that would just bring back the old oppression. And that you should be happy to have to have been given the opportunity to serve us in this way. Mm. And and the thing is, if you like consider how many young men and boys are growing up without a father, so they're already they're already like deferring to their mothers, and all of the authority figures in their life are women, and they're all like more than just women, they're feminist women. So they're women that, you know, believe the, that a boy's position is it, it exists in a specific you know context below the authority of women but that those boys are trying to according to these same women they they're trying to um cleanse themselves of all of that sin that they were born with mm -hmm. because they were born boys and so if you think about it those boys are probably more prone to follow those instructions because there wasn't a father or a father mm -hmm. figure or a man that said, you know, you don't have to do that. You know, you don't owe these women anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And why is that? Because any man who does speak up and say that or woman for that matter, doesn't even have to be a man um, is going to be silenced. They're going to be censored. They're going to be, you know, whatever they got to do because they need those boys in that, in that constant state of like, essentially it's like, um, it's like adolescent childhood where they're, they, you know, they never really like uh, grow up because they're not allowed to. And, and instead, they're just operating in service to a mother or a motherly mm -hmm. figure that is always in need of them and basically uses them <laughs> yeah, to be her foot soldiers. So it's basically parentifying children. Yeah. Uh, it's, keeping, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's like so, Yvette Falarka, who was like a, men... a Antifa leader that that was a teacher and she had. Uh, all of her students were Antifa because she was using them essentially as foot soldiers. And this is like common knowledge. Yeah. So. And what they really seem to dislike most is when you have content that says, yeah, you know, young men, you don't actually have to be a foot soldier of any ideology, right? any ideology, feminism um, is extremist Islam, uh, the far right uh, uh, white supremacy, um, any uh, feminism? Oh, did I say some feminism? Yeah, you did. Uh, it's worth saying yeah, twice. It's worth saying twice. You don't have to be to uh, a servant of any ideology in order to be a, a valuable member of society, and order for your masculinity to be a value to society. And in fact, it is your masculinity that they're after. They are trying to capture it to serve their ideology. And yeah. um, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Like feminism advocates for men or sorry, advocates for women or says it advocates for women insofar as the perception that they control more clams than they actually control influences men's decisions. So and when you look when you get down to the nitty gritty of what feminists are, at least what they feminist organizations and these are feminist organizations that call themselves feminists, what they're actually doing for women, it's. Not much at all. No, they're they're they they use the perception that they advocate for, and they are a voice for women to pursue their own interests, be they political, ideological, or financial, and also to pursue the perception that they advocate for multiple women because that 
itself, like the idea that some uh, one group of people is the mouthpiece for all women or most women, which is why they go so nuts to silence women who say, no, you're not, not for me. The, if you if people perceive or men perceive that you r- represent the the benefit of multiple women or as many women or all women, you actually have that much more influence over men's choices. Mm-hmm. And uh, men think, well, okay, I will benefit these people and that will benefit women and that will benefit more women than other any any other way to you know conduct myself in the world. And it's so it's all really about that influence over men. Anyway, we should probably get into the actual article. All right. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's kind of like the short version. Uh, Essentially, the culture war is over boys and young men. Mm -hmm. And whoever wins the boys wins the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. this is why they don't want us to be fighting, because a lot of people either don't know that that's what the fight is over or they're not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Amasang uh, uh, does tag me in a post where I guess he, he includes the message that meant to go with his super chow. And he says, hello there, young child. I'd like to inquire about your spoo-oo-oons. I don't know. Um, I don't know if that's a reference to something. I don't get it. Uh, no, it's, it's a reference to, I think it might be a reference to the monthly fundraiser and how we yeah, say Yeah, when we spoon. That's like a yeah. tick when reference, but yeah, I, I know. Okay. Well, I don't know. It looks like a specific quote. He even put it in quotes. So I, I just, I'm sorry. I, I either don't watch enough pop culture, or it doesn't stick with me as well. So it might, um, it might be a reference to using the term spoon, because the, where it comes from for me is from the Tick. That's his yeah. battle cry. Yeah. Spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I know that. Um. But this might be another use that you're not aware of. Uh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It could be a, a weird internet reference. But anyway. Okay, I do have a thank you. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Sits Like In You gives us $100, which means, nice. thank you, Sits Like In You. Do you have a... Yeah, let me see what I got here. I. But if you want to join just... our very generous supporters, we are getting closer and closer. Uh, we're at, I think, 820 for the month which I think is really doable with this audience. Um, but please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. $5, $10, everything counts. So don't not go because you think, oh, well, uh, it's only $5. Every $5 is the $5 that gets us over the last hurdle. So once again, that's feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. Or you can go to feedthebadger.com and just hit the pop-up. And I will, in 15 minutes, if nobody has put at least $5 through, just $5, then I will do some arm twisting. Even more arm twisting, like arm popping. Some Steven Seagal shit? Yeah, I'll do some Steven Seagal shit on on you guys, verbally. Yeah. Not physically. But like 90s Steven Seagal, like, hard to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, well, let's look at the article. Um... This is from Mumbrella. I've never heard of them, but uh, it's weird that, uh, you know, they will have like an umbrella, a top down view of an umbrella as their logo. That would seem to me to be like not a great look, but whatever. Um, YouTube algorithms exposing young men to the manosphere. Reset Australia. Lobby group Reset Australia and the Institute for Strategic Dialogue have published research indicating that YouTube's algorithm appears to be actively serving young men with videos containing hateful and misogynistic attitudes 
towards women that have the potential to lead young men into the manosphere. Dun, dun, um, dun. Yes. <laughs> Which we continuously are both apart and not apart because the rest of the manosphere just is like you men's rights activists and then but the 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 media is like oh yeah you're part of the manosphere yeah and the, uh, but the although, manosphere is always kind of they're always like bitching about the other aspects of the manosphere but i think that it's probably the case that like they don't really want any of them removed because then who are they going to talk shit about so i i don't know <laughs> yeah, no, they keep constructing them by rejecting. I mean, what what do you think is going to happen? These organizations reject boys. They reject boys' masculinity. They they talk about how toxic masculinity with while giving no explanation of what positive masculinity is at all, unless it's just oh yeah, being a feminist, which isn't masculinity. By the way, I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about something inherent to boys in the same way that you you identify these toxic things. You identify these toxic things as inherent to boys' identity or boys' behavior or boys engaging with each other. You identify these talk, but you do not identify positive aspects in the same way. But anyway, so it's it's like the, 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 these organizations are rejecting boys at the same time as they don't want boys to be rejected. So they want to shove boys away, but have boys not be forced away. At the same time. Yeah. And, yeah, of course. And it's it's like I'm gonna shove you, but if you if you actually leave my presence, that's your fault. You know, and it's like, well, okay. Because the and the thing is that as they if they're going to reject boys, there are gonna be boys that try to find a place that doesn't reject them. Hmm. And then they also say, Oh, why are boys angry? Maybe because you rejected them. <laughs> you, you, you know the future is <laughs> yeah, female you know course. who isn't part of the future when the future is female yeah of course i mean but they you know they i i don't know if it's just ignorance or they're just presuming that if you give men no other choice and you it doesn't matter how much you shame them because they they won't have a choice except to do what you say um because there there doesn't appear to be other option and of course when men seek that out and we are talking about young guys. Like one of the stories I covered on the show yesterday when we were talking about the news were these all these uh, UK school teachers that were and they were approached by Hope Not Hate, which if you guys don't know, Hope Not Hate is not at all what the name suggests. They're awful, awful people. And they um, they have been going to the schools and they've been telling the teachers to like listen, you know, like basically stalk the hallways and listen to what the boys are talking about and be on the lookout for, you know, manosphere terminology or manosphere language. And so if they if they drop a name or they talk or they're, you know, anti-feminist or whatever that, you know, that's a warning sign and that like teachers should intervene or contact the parents or something. Right. Mm. And this is like these kids, these are like middle school boys. So we're, you know, we're not we're not even talking about like adults. We're probably not even talking about boys that ho have a whole lot of experience with the opposite sex. Um, you know, at that age, I mean, I don't want to you know, speak for what boys are getting into these days. But but I, from what I've seen, I don't think that it's all that common. And they, they're seen as a real threat if they consume manosphere or i don't even want to call it manosphere because most of what they allege as manosphere content isn't even manosphere content it's like 
you know, people who are into PewDiePie. the car. PewDiePie. Yeah, PewDiePie. Exactly. It's like PewDiePie. It's like people who are into the carnivore diet. Um, it's like people who, you know, it's like Jordan Peterson, too. You know, like the, those people are not Manosphere people, but they don't care because they think it's a little too close. Joe Rogan, if you listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, you're basically in the Manosphere. So it's mm. it's not like it even like, you know, needs to technically be like from that part of the internet. Just, it just needs to be like in its sort of, you know, gravitational pull, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's try. I, I was going to say something, but we should get into the article. Yeah. I think yeah. We haven't even... Well, I'm doing the intro, but all right. Yeah. According to Reset Australia, the term manosphere describes a loose connection of movements such as incels, not a movement. Men going their own way, not a movement, mm, not, not a movement. Really. I don't think so. No, and men's rights activists. So you know we're in that now. We're just we're just yeah. We're there. we're just so, we're just sitting there. Yeah, we're we're just a part of this. Like literally, men's rights activists do not have. I like for the most part, there are men's rights activists with political opinions because everybody has political opinions. But men's rights activism and and advocacy for men's issues is not ideological. It's simply the belief that men deserve to have their issues recognized. Yeah. And and that, in my opinion, like what, what approach that I take is that men deserve to have a sense of self-worth and to believe that masculinity is beneficial to the world. That's mm. it. And, yeah, and well. this this is this we're crammed in with other and, and I don't even like when the, the hysteria over the manosphere boggles my mind it absolutely boggles my mind because i don't find andrew tate to be very scary and yet these people do i didn't find roosh or ross v or rollo or um or tucker carlson or, yeah, or abbott and preach or whoever Masterson, right master they were not those people they're, they're trolls and they're not scary like no. they, they're just but the thing is that the more that these organizations push boys out of the future and say, you're not part of the future, you're not part of society, you're a criminal, I'm going to be way more concerned about whether or not you're radicalized versus whether or not you actually feel comfortable. Like they're so focused on boys as a danger, as a criminal element, as a toxin and a poison. Yeah. And they're making boys so uncomfortable with themselves and with the world. And then when these boys are trying to find a place where they feel comfortable, they're saying, oh, that's radicalizing them. Well, isn't it radical to believe that half the human race shouldn't belong on this earth? Like, isn't that sort of a radical thought? Isn't the word, the phrase toxic masculinity sort of radical? Because you're essentially saying, well, that gender identity has no validity. It shouldn't exist. There shouldn't be. And, and the reason why I say that is because every time I ask a feminist, OK, what are the positive aspects of masculinity that you associate with men and boys and masculinity in the same way as you associate toxic? And they don't have an answer. And the truth is that no, there is they associate toxicity with masculinity that they do not associate with femininity and never yeah. have associated it with femininity. Yeah. And that yeah. has an effect. It makes boys feel unvalued. It makes them feel like they're not valuable. It makes them feel like they're a burden. It makes them feel like they're not cared for. And the more that they do this, the more they push boys towards content 
that actually gives them a sense that they're cared for. Because I, you can say whatever you want about Peterson's ideologies, his positions, and we have, I think, criticized him on some things, you know, because we're not all the same. And but he expresses concern for boys. Mm-hmm. He cries about the situation that boys and young men are in. And that's why he's number one. That's why he's the biggest presence is because boys and young men feel that he cares about them. And yeah. these organizations do not give one flying squirrel crap about boys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and that's why they and, hate him. It's it's because mm-hmm. he gives boys, uh, you know, like he gives boys what they're seeking, even though they didn't know what they were seeking when they were looking for it. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there's this older gentleman that isn't shaming boys, that isn't, mm-hmm. you know, blaming them, that isn't telling them what they must do, you know, to mm-hmm. make life easier for women, that that their happiness or unhappiness doesn't matter. He's not doing that. He's basically saying, which is it's just a truism, you know, Boys are people too, and and I'm I'm gonna mm-hmm. be specific and point at boys. I know we could talk about men as well, but mm-hmm. th- this whole thing is about boys, and boys become men, and mm-hmm. if they're better prepared as boys, they're gonna be much better men. And the people who these organizations, these these you know these entities, they know that. That's why they they can't have men thinking for themselves. They just can't have it. But Peterson invites that. And obviously, he's not the only one. But he is like the one of, if not the most predominant voice. And so and what happened? Like, even though Peterson's been making content and stuff and and he's been asked, you know, to like talk about other things other than like the boys thing. Well, that means that he's not as um, prominent a figure and he's been banned from Twitter. I, I believe yeah, he was banned from Twitter or something. And so he's embroiled in all this crap with like trans activists and you know other essentially they're just trying to use whatever they can to try and remove him from the internet so what do those young men look for when there's no jordan peterson or at least his his profile has been reduced well they're going to look for another man that's that's saying similar things and that's how they i think this is how they found andrew tate because you know Mm -hmm. and if it's not him if he, and I know that he's been kicked off of everything at the same time, which is in no way suspicious. Um, they're just going to find another guy. And the thing is, is that like sometimes some of these guys that are going to try and fill that void, they might not be the best people for that. But mm-hmm. the fact is, the question should be they're not whether doing it. Yeah, it's not. The question is not. Is that the best person? The question is. Why are you continuously censoring people and you're creating opportunities for some bad actors that could like take advantage of this situation when you're not actually trying to find out what these boys like, want? Literally, you guys, this is what's going to happen. You're going to censor Jordan Peterson. You're going to censor Andrew Tate. It's going to get worse and worse and worse until there is so much pressure built up. You are going to get yourself a fucking Hitler is what's going to happen. And it's going to be on you. 
because you censored moderate voices. And Jordan Peterson is a moderate voice. Mm -hmm. We are moderate voices. We're not telling, oh, yeah, your problems are this group of people and directing all of that hatred and rage that you are you are injecting the man cave reset Australia, the ISD group. All of you are injecting into boys by rejecting them. We're not telling any of them to direct that anger towards anyone. We are telling them that they are valued and should be cared for. That's it. We are a moderate voice and you're going to get rid of us. And you know what you're going to be replaced with? What we're going to replace us with? Well, they're not going to get rid of us. We're very low profile. But um, you get rid of Jordan Peterson, you get worse and the anger grows and you get worse and the anger grows. And But you know what the real problem here is? Isn't necessarily the radicalization of boys. I mean, that's the only thing you guys give a fuck about, but it is not the radicalization of boys. It's the fact that you are squeezing them out of a positive identity and they are killing themselves at record rates. And when I read this rhetoric, this extremist rhetoric, because this is extremist rhetoric, anything that marginalizes the gender identity of half the planet is extremist rhetoric. So these mm-hmm. in, these organizations are engaging in extremism and radicalism when they say this shit. And what I what I see here is they are so focused on the idea that their extremism is radicalizing boys to the other extremism. Yeah, because the more they give no room for a positive identity for boys, the more boys are pushed further out of society. And nobody says, well, maybe that's a radical position. But anyway, the more boys are pushed further out of society and they don't care. They What they care about is the effects that, that, that boys will become radicalized by these extremist positions. They don't care about the effect on boys' mental health and the self-destruction that they're causing, the mm-hmm. suicide they're causing, the depression mm-hmm. they're causing, the anxiety they're causing. They don't give a flipping fuck. And I know places like Man Cave don't do don't really care about it, because if you told them, hey, maybe you should allow for the idea that men are inherently positive, that masculinity is inherently positive, that it doesn't have to be channeled through a feminist ideology to be positive. If you allow for that idea that you would significantly improve boys and men's mental health, they'd never embrace it. The only only way that they will embrace the idea of positive masculinity is if it's a force multiplier for their ideology of feminism. Only if they see that, okay, well, you your masculinity is only positive when it's when it is refined or focused through feminism. Otherwise, you're a horrible creature. Yep. You're you're all you are is a potential criminal. A sleazy little blot on the human soul. God. Yeah. And also, I think that oh. in, in a lot of ways, they want to encourage boys to lash out violently because then they get to point at that and say, I told you so. And so, you know, I, 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 I reinforce that young boys need to, like, recognize that they are being baited. This is why they're so ruthless, because what they mm. want is for one boy. It only takes one. And, and there are some incidents where boys have self-destructed and they've taken people with them. So this has already happened. And what do they do? They point at that and they talk about toxic masculinity. 
and they talk about the problem with boys and the problem with patriarchy. Oh, look, men are losing their power because we women are stepping up. This is what's causing them to be violent. And of course, these extremely rare uh, outlier incidents, they become definitive of the nature of men. So yeah. it, it's bait. Like th th this is the re uh, you know one of the other things people should know. They're counting on men lashing out and crossing that red line. And if you cross that red line, they win because they get yeah. to say, "Look, this is what men are like." So mm -hmm. you 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 really 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 cannot take the bait. So you have to demonstrate. I'm afraid that things really suck right now, especially if you're a boy. But you cannot cross that line. Because you are giving them the victory, mm -hmm. um, and the and the other thing is that they won't acknowledge their own complicity. No, in this. of course when not. You, when you take away people's identities, they become violent. This yeah. is something that Marshall McEwen, I think it was Marshall Marshall McEwen, said, and it would really it really stuck with me. People who don't have a positive identity in society become violent. Okay, you are taking away boys' identity with this male privilege, with this patriarchy, with this toxic masculinity. And in response, actually, most boys are just killing themselves. So, yeah. Well, I guess the what your approach would be is how do we increase the number of boys killing themselves, eh? Like, how do we make sure that boys kill themselves yep. when we reject them as opposed to be violent towards anyone else? Is that is that where we're at? Like, cause I, I, when I read this shit, I get so freaking frustrated by it. It's like it has absolutely no consideration or care for men and boys as people. It's just seeing them as criminals. So it feels mm -hmm. like the real question here isn't how do we reach men and boys? How do we improve their mental health? But how do we structure everything, our torture and our stripping of men and boys identities in such a way that they kill themselves because that's the outcome we really want. That's what I see with these organizations. They are so morally depraved. Mm -hmm. it's, and, and I said this to one feminist who was talking about the radicalization of men online or boys online. I said, I would rather a boy be radicalized than kill himself. How about you? Yeah. Can you honestly say that? That you would rather a boy be radicalized than kill themselves? And if we're at a point in society where the only way a boy has enough positive regard for himself that he has to be radicalized in order to not kill himself, I don't think that says anything about the boy. I think it says a hell of a lot about Reset Australia. Mm hmm That's a good point. Okay, so um, briefly, in case you guys don't know, uh, incels, not a movement. It's just guys who are having trouble with women, relationship-wise, sexually, and maybe even with friends. Uh, that's it. It's a condition that some men find themselves. It's not a movement. They don't, they don't go picketing. They don't like want to change laws. Um, they're, they're just frustrated and lonely. Mm -hmm. Uh, men going their own way is the same thing, not a movement. These are just guys who are living the life the way they want, which is something that men should have always had. So if they're mm -hmm. choosing to avoid women, why do you give a shit? 
Mm, um, yeah. you know, this like, is, this it, is my question. Like, yeah, who cares? Like, well, why do you care? Like, it, it, and it, but it, but they do because they want, they want, they don't want men to have relationships with women, but they want men to want to have relationships with women so that women can essentially shoot them down, I guess. Like, it seems like, you know, a man choosing not to date is more dangerous than a man that's trying to date, but isn't successful. And now even those men, you know, that I guess we could call incels, are also dangerous. <laughs> so so yeah, I don't, you I don't know what state. Date, yeah, <laughs> they don't. You I don't choose to date, but can't you? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you're still dangerous to women, and if you're choosing and to avoid them, like in, in in every instance, you're dangerous to them somehow. Here's so. a thought: Why don't we look at men as not being dangerous and not being criminal? For like, just set that aside for like, let's let's set aside totally judging men only in terms of their effect on women and actually look at them as human beings with wants and needs yeah you know and the same emotional spectrum as women let's let's do that yeah but now we're maybe, gonna maybe we'll get a little further yeah but now we're gonna really see like why they have a problem with these because like literally none of them even like when you're just looking at the explicit definition of these manosphere sub categories or whatever they're no, they, 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 they're no danger to women whatsoever. So what do they have to do? Well, they have to associate them another way. So they say these groups are primarily situated online and herald an explicit rejection of feminism with terminology. Okay, so, now, so it's basically not we, about women. It's about feminism. Yeah. Now we have the equation, how they equate feminism to women. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they do that because, again, if they're seen to advocate for more women than they actually advocate for, that gives them power. So yeah. it's not actually feminism that gives women power. It's women that give feminism power. And feminists will never admit that. Yep. Of course not. Uh, they, they just want women, because, I mean, in the same way, they want to associate the word feminism with women uh, so that they can use it as a weapon against their enemies, against men, whatever. But they also want women to associate their identity with feminism. So they, they want women, all women, to basically just be feminists. And uh, th whether it, that's why they push it in such like a mainstream way where they don't even have to use the word. They just have to get women to believe in all of their myths about rape and mm -hmm. catcalling and mansplaining and whatever else they need. And then if women start adopting that language, then they it doesn't even matter if if you ask them are you a feminist if, if they say no i don't you know i'm not one of those bra burning types it doesn't matter because you already agree with basically 90 percent of what they say so mm -hmm. you're basically doing their bidding and of course a lot of women will be like well no i think that this is just the mainstream belief of about women it's like no it's it's constructed so mm -hmm. anyway um these groups are primarily yeah, situated online, right? Uh, and herald an explicit rejection of feminism with technology or terminology and tactics that often overlap with other far right extremist groups. So here comes like the payload. We're going to associate MGTOW and all these other groups with, you know, far right extremism, which is something that cannot even really be defined, but it has a use. It has, it gets an emotional response from people. Oh no, you know, they want to bring back the Handmaid's Tale. Um, it, it's so stupid. Uh, the reports- and they're, and they're calling out Sigma male content now. Yeah, well, they, because it has the word male in it. Like, I, I mean, 
it's it's all like essential and, and there's other correlations like i guess this person took a screenshot of recommendations and and what they're trying to do is they're trying to make associations through like a screenshot of their youtube recommendations which are about yeah sigma males the lone wolf four, uh, 11 clear signs you're a sigma male five habits of the sigma male and then fascist edit the power of fascism world war ii edit i don't even know what that video is if i had to guess it's probably like, you know, techno music and like memes. And it probably mm. isn't at all scary. It's literally a minute and 30 seconds long. So it's it's not even long enough to make a, par a point, but it's probably really edgy. And, you know, again, because it shows up here, but I don't think that has anything to do with the content. And then there's alpha male versus sigma male. So why would you put this in here? Well, I, I, you want the audience to see the power of fascism, that's the thing that's supposed to stand out, and everything else is now associated with it because it's in the same grouping. Mm -hmm. uh, the report's methodology involves short-term qualitative research analyzing the algorithmic recommendations and trajectories provided to, a, to 10 experimental YouTube accounts. These accounts included four boys under 18 who followed content at different points along the ideological spectrum from more mainstream to extreme sources and influences. Four young men over 18, so over 18, so those under 18 mm -hmm. and the over 18, who follow content at different points along the ideological spectrum from more mainstream to extreme sources and influences. Two blank control accounts that did not deliberately seek out or engage with any particular content, but instead followed the videos ordered or offered by YouTube's recommendations. You know, Sigma male stuff is it it's really harmless. Yeah. It's 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 like personality quiz stuff. You know, it's it, it I, I, I don't even understand why they're calling that out. Well, they're they're not they're not looking into it. They just see like the word they see the term sigma male and they associate it with other This is like it's this, this is this is territorial aggression that they're showing like they really want to define boys identity uh but yeah. they also want to really they really want to define well they want to strip away any kind of inherent worth to a boy or a man <clears throat> and i guess substitute feminism for it yeah yeah i mean like i i think that they're it's not a rational choice to mm. to target the sigma thing they just see sigma they think alpha and then they mm -hmm. go oh this is like the way that men you know categorize each other as alphas betas sigmas omegas and gammas or whatever right mm -hmm. but i mean it's just not that simple and and when when boys and and guys in the manosphere or whatever when they get into that uh i think they're just looking for simple ways to sort of categorize different kinds of men but it, it, it and yeah I get, you could make like the case that it's not accurate or whatever i've i've done it you know where i've talked about like the idea of the alpha male is you know it's not that simple in my opinion but but i don't think it's harmful for men to talk about it because again that's what all of this ultimately is about it's men trying to uh better understand their masculine identity without the help of the mainstream because they don't trust it yeah. So, and why should they? Well, yeah, if you're going to reject boys 
If if your primary statement to boys is toxic masculinity, yeah, that that you got to understand that they're going to go somewhere else, mm-hmm. and you can't stop them, uh, because they and the, the more that you remove moderate voices like Peterson, and I don't think Andrew Tate is actually really that bad. Um, the more no. you remove moderate voices, the more you're handing that power to less moderate voices. Yeah. You know, so choose choose your freaking poison. Either drop the condemnation of the masculine identity and men in particular, or actually you're not going to do that. And in fact, what's really interesting is we are rapidly seeing, like we're I, I think it's pretty obvious to a lot of people that the West is done for. Like it, it may not take uh, it may not take like it might it may not be in the next year or five years or ten years, but it is acting exactly like every empire that has ended uh, is in its death throes throughout all of human history, and part of the reason why is because of this, because instead of a coherent and intelligent and actually reasonable way of connecting young men's desire to differentiate and create a unique value proposition value proposition we have toxic masculinity and i can show you like that recently i was looking at epoch times which i know everybody's like oh far right but they actually talk about interesting things um they talked about the productivity decline of the u.s the actual productivity of the US, that means how much each individual worker is productive is lower than it has ever been since they started to look at this statistic in the post-war years. And it's declining. Like it's it, year to year decline is faster than it has ever been. The US has entered a productivity crisis. And these individuals have no idea how to motivate young men to be productive. And this is going to, as the BRIC nations no longer rely on the U.S. dollar as the reserve currency, so the U.S. and all of the West, I'm not talking just about the U.S., I'm talking about the whole West, because we all basically are carried on the U.S.'s shoulders. So don't think that this is triumphalism from a Canadian. It isn't. I know we're a piss pot of a country that only has a decent standard of living because we feed on the U.S.'s dandruff. Uh, but the my overall point is that the 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 when the BRICS nations move away from using the U.S. dollar as the world reserve currency, the free ride is over, and we can't afford to not be productive. The West can no longer afford to not be productive, and we have no clue how to restart that productive engine. I was talking about the Magneto, the relationship between men and women, driving productivity of society. We have no clue. Like, the, well, I have a clue. The people in charge have no goddamn clue. All they know how to do is shame men because throughout, for the last 250 years, all you needed to do to get men to be productive is shame them. But they didn't realize that it wasn't just shame. It was also respect. For men as men okay yeah i am done all right um so anyway the report uncovered that youtube's algorithms and the new youtube shorts feature in particular served anti-woman content so now it's not anti-feminist 
it's now it's not manosphere it's just anti-woman so we're still changing we're, the language you know but note note very carefully the association between feminism and woman in this mm -hmm. like this mm -hmm. is critical everybody keep that in mind they are using woman and feminism interchangeably Yes. All right, let's continue. So, uh, yeah, YouTube Shorts feature in particular served anti-women content to every account unprompted that became more extreme over time. Time, I don't know, that's probably just a typo. More extreme over time, and in some cases recommended incel, neo-Nazi, and white supremacist content. Of which I... I don't even know what that... I don't, I don't I, even yeah. know what they mean. I've never, I've, never seen, I've never seen white supremacist content on YouTube. Uh, so I don't know what they mean by that. And, and neo-Nazi, same thing. I've never seen it. I imagine that if there was any content, it's probably reported right away and removed. Uh, but mm. whatever. They're, the way that they define those terms is a lot more, let's say, uh, charitable than the way that I might have defined it. <laughs> so yeah, they it yeah. The, it, well, namely they also say that PewDiePie is white supremacist. Yeah, content. they've called him white. They they still do if they need to. So yeah, sure. When when so it's the, when PewDiePie is a Nazi, then like the, everybody is. If you want them. Well, to yeah, they they use the very loose terms because they're trying to marginalize any influence over young men except for them. Yeah, of course. Like there, this is basically territorial aggression. Yeah, that's really what this is. And what's hilarious is their entire shtick is, again, that masculinity is an invalid identity unless you're experiencing it or expressing it through the lens of feminism. Um, so men and boys have no inherent worth as men and boys. Yeah. And that's not considered an extremist ideology to begin with or a radical notion to begin with. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, in addition, Reset Australia commissioned polling by YouGov of 500 Australians aged 16 to 17 years old and found that 46% of those identifying as white had been exposed to these narratives online compared to 29% of those identifying as black, brown. What is, what is brown? What does that mean? Asian or coming you know, from other non-white backgrounds? I'm not, yeah, but like if I was from India, I'd also be brown. But that doesn't mean I'm just like another Indian person. So mm. it, it, I, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I, I hate this categorization. Basically, basically saying that your skin color is fate and also determines your entire look out, outlook on life, etc. Yeah, but I mean, I'm like if I was Aboriginal from like Australia, they also have brown skin, but they're they're nothing like Indians or Latinos. Uh, so uh, no, I don't no, know. Brian, it's... Brian, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Uh, uh, let let uh, let um, Mumbrella Brian Brown explain to you. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. Explain you have to brown me. skin, Brian. That means your culture, your ethnicity, your belief system. There, you're not. You don't. Yeah, you, you. You might think that Indians or Hindu Aboriginals have their own religion, and Latinos are probably Catholic. But you would be wrong. What you have is brown religion. Mm -hmm. And what you speak is brown speak. <laughs> yeah, and what that's you right. think is brown thoughts. Yeah, I do think brown thoughts. No, I don't. <laughs> that, that sounds kind of gross. And the notes you sing are brown notes. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, I, I don't mean to like overly focus on that use of language, but I, I know what they're doing. They're, they're splitting it up by race because they're trying to in further 
uh, you know, feed into the threat narrative. Oh, look at all these white guys. They're asking about masculinity, you know. Maybe it's because, like, they're more interested or they're, uh, you know, feeling the sting more because they're white men. And, you know, we all know how... literally how, everything. Yeah, they're literally blamed for everything that they weren't even alive for. So, yeah, maybe that's part of it. Um... 19% of those identifying as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander background. I don't know what Torres Strait. That's interesting. I'm going to look it up. Reset Australia's board director and ed- executive director of the Gradient Institute, Dr. Catriona Wallace, said, quote, The results of this study are shocking, disturbing, and alarming. Something has to be done. And with Web3 and platforms such as the Metaverse just around the corner, by the way, guys, do not join the metaverse no matter what. Do not join it. Don't. Please don't. Please don't. Um, the threats to women and the vulnerable are only going to get worse very quickly, end quote. Okay, fuck off, Dr. Catriona Wallace. I may be a woman, but I am not the vulnerable. Yeah. Like, what... This is what really infuriates me. You don't see this. You don't on the, see on the metaverse. That, that this isn't... They're gonna. Okay, I... Women are gonna get sexually assaulted in the metaverse. Okay, you don't see how they're applying a role to women, the role of victim, and if you do not accept that role, you are in for a world of hurt. They will make you a victim if you don't accept the role of victim. They will make you a victim. I have experienced this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like it's it's disgusting. Like this is a gender role that they are inflicting on women. Oh, and yeah. then they they presume to talk uh, for for the benefit of all women. Oh, yeah. And then they say everyone else is a radical. You yeah. are radicals. Oh, yeah, they're absolutely. Uh, this is yet another example of the business model of big tech placing profit ahead of safety, women's safety. So, so their problem, and this is something you probably have noticed, they didn't just do this with YouTube in this article, but they did this with Facebook. And I I think this kind of like might have explained why Mark Zuckerberg, when he was being interviewed by Joe Rogan, just said what he said. I don't think he's stupid. I, I just think that he's like, I'm just going to pass the buck. I'm going to tell people what happened. If Joe Rogan asks me, I'm not going to avoid the question. And then I'm just going to say, look, I just I trusted the FBI and that's it. And you know why? Well, at least in part, why I think he might have done it is because Facebook, in the opinion of the media, if you go back, you know, to like 2020, they were being accused of not censoring enough. Like they should have been doing what Jack Dorsey was doing or what uh, Susan Wojcicki was doing, or what Google was doing, that, that, that Facebook wasn't doing enough of it. And they, and they actually started accusing Mark Zuckerberg of being like a far-right Nazi Trump guy or something, even though he was, in fact, operating under you know, the, the orders of the FBI, and he was actually just not going as far as everyone else. So what they're saying ultimately, and I think this is really important, Mark Zuckerberg didn't do enough. He wasn't radical enough. He didn't censor enough. And he's just kind of like, well, I mean, I thought it was, you know, what did he say? It was uh, substantial. And and then 
Now they're doing this to YouTube. So they're basically saying, even though it's been suppressed a lot, and the algorithm is quite unkind to people who make content that in any way is related to men's issues. It doesn't even have to be about like the legal, political or cultural problems. It just needs to be like, you know, fitness stuff. They, mm -hmm. they will say that YouTube needs to do more to protect the vulnerable. Oh, you you got to read they need the to next be more. Sentence. Yeah, I'm about to go read it, but but I'm just letting you guys know, it's like when they, when they when they complain about big tech, that first of all, you'll notice it's the first, the only time they use the term big tech, but also they're they're criticizing them not because of the censorship, but because they don't think it's enough censorship. So, yeah. uh, okay. So uh, we need to urgently put in place regulation that forces social media platforms to be transparent about the risks of their algorithms and redesign how they promote content so that they align with the feminist futures we want to create. It's it's Bam. it's right there. It's black and white. You know, and it's it's freaking hilarious because we're already like I can't emphasize this enough. I hope people are realizing, and this is stuff I said years ago, that we are going to enter a productivity crisis, and that our uh, the West is going to start failing. And I hope people are recognizing this big time. Mm -hmm. Like the brick nations are basically like, yeah, we don't care. We do not care about the UN. We don't care about the US. We are going to go off on our own. We are doing our own thing. Sanctions, we don't give a shit. The hegemony of the West is breaking down. And when, if we are ever to even have a place at the table in the future, I'm not even talking about being the head of the table. If we are going to have a place at the table in the future, we are going to have to look really hard at how we make people productive again, how we incentivize productivity. We can't just keep printing money because it ain't working because we destroyed the connection between productivity and money. It's gone. Poof. You know, and we are going to have to look at that and what these ideologies are doing is they are destroying the productivity of young men, absolutely destroying it by not allowing them to have any kind of unique value proposition in society. Why would any young man be productive for a society that he isn't told that he benefits by being productive for that society? Like, why? Why would they even bother? So this productivity crisis is constructed by these people, and they're going to see and I know that we're never going to get a fair shake with the algorithm. I know that people are never really going to see our content. What is going to happen, and listen to me when I say this, is these people are going to run everything to the ground. We are no longer being going to be buoyed up by it being the reserve currency. And we are going to have to look really hard at how to be productive again and how to arrange productivity. Or we aren't going to have a seat at the table in the future. Like we are, we are going to be plunged into incredible poverty, all because of this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And you know, they can say this is the feminist future we want to create. Well, if your feminism is well, we don't want to actually capture young men's desire to differentiate themselves from women, to have a value proposition that women appreciate and want to mate with. If we can't, we, we don't feel like we need to capture that and actually put it to the service of creating a productive society. That's unnecessary. 
we don't need to give men a positive identity because that would mean that women don't have access to that positive identity, even if that positive identity is ultimately to service of women. We can't accept that. You know, well, then enjoy a society that has absolutely no productivity and nobody wants to use your currency for anything. Enjoy that. The free ride's over. Because this, 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 this entire feminist narrative, this entire feminist construct is because we've been ha- we've had a free ride. And when the free ride is over, you know, and, and the funny thing is that, that they are going to destroy that free ride through their nonsense. Anyway, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I don't know if I'm conveying anything, so I'll, I'll get off my high horse. No, we, we, we get it. Uh, okay, so commenting on Reset Australia's findings. Uh, a YouTube spokesperson said, quote, We have community guidelines in place to remove hate speech, harassment, violent or graphic content, and certain types of misinformation. You know that. Mm-hmm. In addition to content policies, we use recommendations and search results to point people to the most authoritative information available while reducing the spread of content that is borderline. Today, awesome. yeah. Uh, today, consumption of borderline content that comes from our recommendations is significantly below 1%. That video that got 1.7 million views, um, they say that the ratio of views to recommendations in the YouTube algorithm is something like for for the average channel is 100 views of your Mm -hmm. video. And then Mm -hmm. the YouTube algorithm will give you 700 impressions. So that means it'll serve up your thumbnail or your title or like a, a still of your video to 700 people. That view that got 1.4 million views got 40,000 impressions in the YouTube algorithm. Hmm. 1.7 million views, 40,000 impressions in the in the YouTube algorithm. Like I, I I can't emphasize this enough, guys. What we're doing here, we are literally like Honey Badger Radio is literally trying to push a boulder up a hill. And the reason why we got so many views is because the content was linked outside of the YouTube algorithm. Somebody put it on like, I don't know what, Facebook, TikTok, who knows. But that's why we got so many views because it was being circulated outside of the YouTube algorithm. In the YouTube algorithm, 1.7 million views on a piece of men's rights content translates to 40,000 recommendations. Because mm-hmm. of exactly this, because they are hitting us with a limiter. Yeah. So yeah. when you when people say, "Well, you're so you're small," you're you're, well, this is why. You know, this is why our content doesn't get the kind of range or our viewership that other people's content does. Even yep. though, like, people were on that video, they were saying, "Well, this is just a simple truth." Like I did this one minute video. You know, uh, I packed it full of information on the only the the only fans, Courtney Clenny, who murdered her boyfriend. And, you know, just and give you give you a little teaser to just get you thinking, just just to make people say, huh. And people were commenting, well, this is just simple truth. You know, this is this is nothing really that offensive may get you thinking, but but nothing more than that. Mm-hmm. And and they can't handle that. This is the borderline content. Just yeah. anything that questions this this com- narrative. But the freaking hilarious thing 
is that the narrative itself is destroying the very thing it parasitizes on, which is the productivity of the West. The West is so productive, and now it is it, it, not even productive. It is in possession of the world's reserve currency, so it can get away with nonsense like this. But now that that is over, and they it was in that position because it was so productive, is what I'm getting at. And it's just okay. Sorry, like I, oh. I'm I'm trailing off because I'm all right. All, all right, close in my brain. Uh, no, it's fine. I think we all I think we all get it. So, um, according to what I want to make sure I didn't. Okay. According to YouTube, some published papers by independent researchers looking into the impact of tech platforms on the consumption of this kind of content have suggested that YouTube's recommendations aren't actually steering viewers towards extremist content, but that consumption more generally reflects personal preferences. Here, the platform pointed to a study from researchers at Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania that found no evidence that echo chambers are caused by YouTube recommendations, as well as an Anti-Defamation League report that found that YouTube's recommendation algorithm discouraged radical content by favoring mainstream media and cable news content over independent YouTube channels. All that's kind of, yeah, I, I could see it. And I don't think echo chambers are generally formed on youtube i think that they are in the domain of like reddit um you know and and places where that kind of thing is encouraged so okay before we continue i do have to remind everyone that we are doing our monthly fundraiser time to twist some twist some arms yeah it's time to twist some arms because we're it's going really slow we did get 25 dollars from joe shave bro so thank you joe shave hopefully that's not your legal name um and uh i think we're with 795 dollars left so we can do that but we can't do it unless you guys go to feedthebadger.com slash uh project slash badger dash media dash blitz and please put a few shekels in the hat you are literally the only reason why we're still here because youtube has tried to destroy us without appearing to do it directly and we can tell now because they're just they're open with it they're open with it. Borderline content like ours, men's rights content like ours. We don't get recommendations. And I can see it in our in our actual actual statistics. There's no way that a video that gets 1.7 million views in a couple days only, according to the YouTube algorithm, is worth 40,000 impressions. That's it. 40,000 impressions. Like the literally the YouTube algorithm doesn't deliver our content anywhere it doesn't mm -hmm. deliver our content anywhere we are basically non-existent to the youtube algorithm so the only reason why we continue to exist and continue to be able to do what we do is because you guys support us financially because this is one hell of a job and i can only imagine that it would be impossible if it weren't an actual job that we can do so we can go to every day, work at it every day, beat our heads against the brick wall every goddamn fucking day to bring this information to people because it is valuable and it will one day save everything that we value, that everything that's worth having in the West. I guarantee it. This is the information that's needed to be out there. Yep. So please, please. Take the time, take the effort, go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz, $5, $10. Please just take the time and effort to do it. 
are this disappears and what do we have we have an algorithm that is going to push boys and men to more extremist content and eventually the dam will break and it will be horrifying yeah all right all right if we survive that long all right feedthebadger.com slash just the our project slash uh badger dash media dash blitz and thank you to just uh bro slave uh what sorry i'm messing with me i'm i'm messing up his word okay i need a reset on my brain right now mm. all right well just relax um okay with gender great. equity set to be a, a key election battleground so i guess this you know there's like a some election coming up in australia and there's a gender is on the line well, I mean, like benefits for women is on the line. Uh, Reset Australia has proposed that Australia needs to reconsider the regulatory framework governing digital platforms to ensure that systemic community risks, such as those posed by YouTube's algorithm, are adequately addressed. So ultimately what they're saying is this is all about, um, to them, uh, the, the gender equity battleground is it revolves around a specific election apparently in australia and the problem with that is is that like i guess there's too much misogyny and youtube isn't doing enough because that's what the whole thing rests on because you know we live in a society that hates women and doesn't want them to get into positions of power but somehow we have allowed women to run for positions of power and they have a chance to win if only we can get rid of all the misogyny that's so normal in our society, <laughs> like, you know, um, anyway, some of the recommendations made by the lobby group on this front include one, the expansion of the definition of online harms to address gender based violence and community threats as opposed to individual harm. So they want to broaden the definition of online harm. Now, I know that Australia, not exactly a free country. Um, but that's that only shows they're only in favor of more of this, more of this censorship, more of this restriction. So uh, number two, regulation of systems and processes, knit just content moderation. So they want m more censorship. It's the same thing. Number three, platform accountability and transparency, including algorithmic auditing or data access for researchers and regulators to assess the effects of platform systems. So they want people to be able that don't even involve themselves in the coding or the creation of the algorithm or the design to be able to change it by giving them, you know, authority over it as well as the ability to look at it and say, well, no, you're not censoring this guy enough. And and what's the ultimate goal here? So let's say they get the they get the they get the ability to determine um who is allowed to speak to these boys and it's just going to be them so they're going to continue to do the toxic masculinity to marginalize men's identities to blame men for their own mental health issues men and boys for their own mental health issues to continue to present the idea that men are a burden on society which is astounding like uh, like a couple weeks ago a rain uh, a windstorm came through blew off roofs on in my town there were men out all hours some women because it's rural and rural women tend to pull their weight more there are men out all hours getting the 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 electricity back up how 
how is that not included with the whole, yeah, women, men have constructed society to be a burden on women to the, so that they can be a burden on women and take from women. Like, anyway, so they, they want to keep promoting these narratives of shame and blame of men, of marginalizing of their identity, of saying they don't have a right to a positive identity unless it's mediated through their ideology. Yeah. They want to continue to be able to do this with no opposition. And of course, it doesn't matter how many young men they're driving to suicide with their bullshit. Yep. As long as they're not killing anyone, just themselves. Well, yeah, as long as they're only killing themselves, it's okay. As long I mean, as they're only killing themselves, the world is overpopulated anyway. So maybe the yeah. boys should. It doesn't freaking matter. Right. You know, and it's like, what, okay, what at what point are they going to just be like, oh, you're a boy? How, here's a coupon for euthanasia. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you get those feelings, be sure to just take yourself out. You know, like this, this is horrifying and nobody actually calls these people out for the radicals that they are. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are targeting half the human race's gender identity, you're a radical. You think that, that somehow half the human race was a mistake. You're a radical. Yep. That you are in position to need to correct, you're a damn radical. Yep. This is literally what they're saying. Boys are wrong the way they come out. The way they come out of their mother's womb, wrong. We need to get in there with our screwdriver and start fixing them. I look like I'm jerking something off. Sorry. I meant like stabbing boys yeah, in the head with I, a screwdriver to fix yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, no, you're the radicals, you're the extremists. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You deserve the mess that you're constructing for yourselves. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I got a, I got a super chow from yeah. Rye, who gives us $50 and just Thank writes I-L-Y, which I, I always assumed stood for I love you. So I'm thank sorry. you. Thank you, Rye. I'm getting feisty because this is really pissing me off. Yeah, that's all right. That's kind of... That's why we do this. So, um, mm-hmm. okay. I do have some. I do have some. Oh yeah, thank you. So okay, cool. Yeah, a few, a few people, and if you would please, please consider joining. Just, I really appreciate even the people who put in five dollars because I know that sometimes it can be, it can feel like it's not doesn't move the needle, but every five dollars moves the needle. So thank you, PLM, for five bucks. Really appreciated, and um, thank you. Dem C, I I don't want to say anything more because that looks too much like a legal name. Dem C for thirty five dollars. Thank you. I think that's a new person. I yeah, I've never heard that name before. So yeah, I, actually, I, I sits like in you is also seems new, but it might be somebody creating a new identity. Mm. And David USB Violator, who I that I assume is not your real name, gives us ten dollars. So thank you, David USB Violator, again. Please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger-media-blitz. I do not want to stop speaking the truth about all of this. Yeah. And if we don't get funded, we do have to stop. So please do, you know, whatever you can throw at that, throw at the badger to help is very much appreciated. So feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger-media-blitz or just go to Feed the Badger and follow the pop-ups. Okay. All right. So, uh... Moving on. 
Uh, yeah, so some of the recommendations made by the lobby already read this. Uh, platform accountability and transparency, including algorithmic auditing or data access for researchers and regulators to assess the effects of platform systems. And then lastly, enforced government regulation. So essentially... They just don't give a fuck. No. Like, when I'm reading this shit, I'm like, more men die. More men kill themselves. And they just don't give a fuck. Right. And they want to... Men are expendable unless they're useful to their ideology, just like any other extremist throughout human history. Any other extremist ideology or authoritarian or fascist or racist or anything throughout history, men are expendable unless they're in service to the ideology. Mm -hmm. uh, Hunter Johnson, CEO of the Man Cave, an emotional intelligence charity that has worked with 25,000 young men across Australia, added, quote, while alarming, the findings of the study are not surprising. Through our work with thousands of young men on the front line, we're seeing that, particularly after two years of the pandemic, they are feeling socially isolated, confused, and disengaged. It's imperative that we invest in preventative initiatives to positively re-engage boys in the physical and digital worlds that they but inhabit. Not, but not give them a positive identity in relation to their work in society. Yeah. Like not give them not give them a positive sense that their masculinity is of benefit to women and girls and society. Not that they're not going to re-engage that way. No, they want to. It's like when you have like a, a a toddler and the toddler is frustrated and bored and maybe they're misbehaving. And so you put them inside of like one of those. Um, you know, like crib things where it's like on the floor and it's got high walls they can't climb over and you throw some toys in there with them so and that they won't hurt themselves on and then you basically go back to your soaps. Um, mm. It's like that. Yeah. It's like creating a little playpen where nothing inside the playpen is going to challenge yeah. them or, you know, right. And But it, but it keeps them essentially like, yeah. I don't know, uh, it keeps out of your hair out of your hair exactly um and then like if they if they continue to bother you then you basically just you know kill them. yeah you know i actually um, disagree with something you said at the beginning brian i don't think these people really do see boys as a as a resource what they see as a unfortunate side effect of their belief that the future is female so they aren't interested in actually constructing a positive identity that makes any kind of sense for boys and men, like tying their masculinity to some kind of service in society in a positive way. That's also beneficial for the men and boys. You know, they don't, they are not interested in that. All they're interested in is corralling the, the toxic swamp that they're constructed by marginalizing men and boys and their identity. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, that, I'm basically I think, saying, honestly, I, I don't I disagree honestly, with that. I think that that's kind of what I'm saying. It's just that, like, if you have boys realizing the good that they can do and the positive of their identity, it will destroy these people. So they yeah. have to, like, keep them away from that. So it's, yeah. you know, and if they can turn them to their side, you know, it's then all, yeah, it's all it's all fine. But if they can't and those boys just end up committing suicide, that's OK, too, because yeah, then they're not I an really obstacle. Wonder, I really wonder if if I you know, if somebody if a genie came to them tomorrow and said, you know, I can solve your boy problem. 
Yeah. Just kill them all. <laughs> I think they'd be like, you know, I think we'll go with that. Because they don't, they, they, they don't want to be open with that. I think mm-hmm. they don't want to actually express that sentiment because we're not there yet, I guess. I mean, they'll destroy boys and men's mental health. They'll destroy their identity. Then they'll blame them for it. But you know, they're, they're not going to be like, yeah, they're not going to openly say, actually, we do think the best boy is a dead boy. Yeah. But the fact is that they only see boys in terms of negatives, in terms of being criminal in terms of being wrong. They don't ever see them in terms of being human beings with needs. Mm-hmm. And and then they turn around and say, well, why don't men emote? Well, because they have to deal with assholes like you that can't recognize them as human beings yeah, with you emotion. Do you even care anyways? Why would yeah, you do pretend you like you anyways? care? Yeah. Why do you even pretend like you give a fuck about boys? Yeah. I, I, aside from how they're a problem. To real people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So, um, I already, I think, uh, it's imperative that we invest in preventative initiatives to positively re-engage boys in the physical and digital worlds that they inhabit. Otherwise, we risk the further radicaliz- radicalization of their belief systems, end quote. The Full Reset Australia report algorithms as a weapon against women. How YouTube lures boys and young men into the manosphere can be viewed here. So there, there's a link. I think I might. No, there's just another article from the uh, ISD Global. Yeah, there, there were, it's worth this, looking it's, at those articles. Yeah, because this one, they, actually, they actually get more into the algorithm. Uh, so the Mumbrella is the overall article, but then there's the ones that... Uh, the uh, Institute for Strategic I, Dialogue. Uh, yeah, the, the the algorithms as weapon against women, weapon as a weapon against women. Take a look at that one. All right, let me find it. Mm. Uh, recommendations for policymakers. Wait, I don't see that here. Is there like another link that I'm it's supposed in, to be? Uh, you know what? I will I will send it to you via Zoom. Just give me a second. Oh, okay, okay. I might. Yeah. Yeah, just drop go. it. Just drop it in the Zoom chat, or. And I think I have a, a one. Let's see where we're at. Have you been putting up the uh, fundraiser? Just to... yeah, it's in the description. Uh, okay. Can you? Yeah, put what? it up in the, like, uh, put it on the video. I think is what I'm getting at. Oh, you want me to display the link? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that is. The I'd have to. I'd have to create a thing for that. Um. Let me see. All right. So I have a thank you to give to Tyler who put two ten dollars through. So thank you, Tyler. And once again, please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. We exist because you support us for no other reason. And if you don't, we are going to disappear. So please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. Every bit helps. Yeah. And I know I have to really flog this because I I don't want to I don't want to cede the floor to these people even even if we don't have much floor there has to be one tile that isn't them Mhm And I figure if we can give men and boys the things that they need to keep 
slogging on that that's going to be one of the most valuable things in the future when when the shit hits the fan yeah all right color uh, i'm just trying to put the all right i'm going uh, to that link i sent you what link oh algorithms is a weapon against women how you oh i have it i have it open um okay, good. So I just, but you asked me to like put the link on the screen. So I'm like doing that now. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm asking you too much. I'm squirreling. Yeah. And let me, uh, I just had to do one more thing. I need the color white. See that. You just select a different color. We'll make it red. Not, oh, I can't do that. Oh, God damn it. Mm. Okay, you should be able to see it on the screen. It might be a bit of an eyesore, but I I put it up there. There's a link on the screen. Oh, okay. So now back to this. So algorithms as a weapon against women. How YouTube lures boys and young men into the manosphere. Um, should I jump to a certain part or just read from the top? Just read from the top. All right. It's all this research documents how YouTube's algorithms contribute to promoting misogynistic, anti-feminist, and other extremist content to Australian boys and young men. Using experimental accounts, this research tracks the content that YouTube and their new YouTube Shorts feature routinely recommends to boys and young men. Um, the, the, this short-term qualitative study involved analyzing algorithmic recommendations and trajectories provided to 10 experimental accounts. As the study progressed, each account was recommended, has, was recommended videos with messages antagonistic towards women and feminism. Following the recommendations and viewing and liking the suggested content resulted in more overtly misogynist manosphere and incel content being recommended. The study found that while the general YouTube interface recommended broadly similar content to topics the accounts originally engaged with, the new shorter video feature called YouTube Shorts appears to operate quite differently. Shorts seems to optimize more aggressively in response to their behavior and show more extreme videos within a relatively brief time frame. On Shorts, all accounts were shown vastly similar and sometimes even the same specific content from right-wing and self-described alt-right content creators. The algorithm did not make any distinction between the underage and adult accounts in terms of the content served. There you go. there's a link to, then, to download the report. Oh. And then there's another, uh, another link, and I just want to uh, pull out one thing that was said. Um, okay, so... This is uh this is another article that's actually pretty good too. It is um unprompted and unwarranted. YouTube's algorithm is putting young men at risk in Australia. And when they say at risk, they don't mean at risk of suicide. They mean at risk of disagreeing with these think tanks. Yeah. Yeah, and so what they found out was that the shorts algorithm is 
is not functioning the same as the regular algorithm. Like the regular algorithm pushes people towards mainstream media outlets and cable stuff. The shorts actually pushes people more towards what it thinks they'll like based on their behavior. So content it thinks they'll like. Yeah, but it's also based on who's making shorts. So mainstream media isn't really making shorts. Yeah, because they can't. They're too stupid. Yeah, and and so it's it can't recommend that because they aren't making it. I mean, the the only cases where you will see that it's a short of that features maybe a mainstream media like clip, but the person who uploaded the short is not working for the mainstream media. So that maybe yeah. you know, like I saw one where, uh, and these come up. Uh, it was an interview that Tucker Carlson did with Andrew Tate. It was like yesterday or something. And that showed up in my shorts, but it was, in fact, a Tucker Carlson clip, but Fox News didn't upload it. So it was uploaded by a user. So yeah, I mean, uh, uh, somebody else, I don't know their name. Obviously a Tate fan, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basically this is, this is proof that the shorts algorithm is different than the main algorithm and isn't penalizing um right now yeah not right now it will yeah it will they'll eventually plug that hole yeah they're they are probably like gonna learn about this and you know realize that they gotta like do something about that because if if i look at my and i don't really watch a lot of shorts because they're i don't know i don't i don't like the the way that they function because it's just really like weird and i feel like i'm watching tiktok and but um but what i've noticed is my shorts offer a lot more variety for me to watch if I want to watch them than my regular sort of like suggested YouTube feed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I find that that is what's interesting. So like I learned about this, I don't know what she is, but her name is Brett Cooper and she has a channel called The Comment Section and I guess she responds to things, but I've been I've been getting a lot from her. I've been getting a lot from Sydney Watson, who I like. I've been getting a lot from, you know, Jordan Peterson is all over the shorts. Like, it's not even his content. It's like other people, other guys sharing his content. Andrew mm-hmm. Tate's the same way. Um, so yeah, that's that. I I think that they're definitely gonna crack down on that. Eventually. Yeah, definitely. They, they, they probably right. just need more data from more people making shorts and more people watching shorts. And then when they have enough, they're going to probably design an algorithm for that, too. OK, so um, that's all I wanted to show everybody on this topic. I just wanted to show them that this is like this is an uphill battle. The algorithm is definitely against us. It's against us because of organizations like this that are incredibly territorially aggressive. They don't want other people presenting the idea that men and boys, that masculinity is a positive force in society, that men and boys have every right to their gender identity and not having it defined by ideologues who want to use them to in their extremist power plays. And that includes all extremist ideologues these ones and every other one so um once again we're also doing our fundraiser uh feedthebadger.com 
slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. Please do help us out because we exist, because you help us out, because you make sure that we are able to continue this work. We don't get enough in advertising income to to be able to continue because we're discriminated against in the algorithm. It's patently Mm -hmm. obvious now. So we need to appeal directly to our audience to make sure that we can continue to construct, create this content. And I think that our content is very unique because we don't say that men have to be of any ideological persuasion of any race or ethnicity of any sexual identity, you know, or trans or cis. We don't have say that men have to be any particular way to have value as men and to bring value through their masculinity to society. And I think this is glaringly obvious. Like this mm-hmm. is this is absolutely 100% true. All you need to do is look at who is doing the majority of work to keep society running and realize that they are doing that work because of their masculinity. If there are women who are more masculine, it's probably why they're doing that work because they are drawn to work that is necessary. They're drawn to work that they know if they stop, things stop. I'm not talking about the courtiers and the business uh, in uh, in human resources or who are now part of the increasingly useless financial sector. I'm talking about men who are doing the jobs of keeping things running. And they are drawn to that because it keeps things running, because it has consequence. And that is that desire to have consequence is a masculine feature. So we can thank masculinity for the lights being on. We can thank masculinity for having being able to flush our toilets, having food in our fridge. We can thank masculinity for all of that. And men deserve to feel like they take part in the continuation of our society and not be constantly shamed by people like this, being shamed by these narratives that say the predominant action of men in society is to subjugate everyone in it, rather than the predominant action of men in society is to ensure that it continues to exist for the benefit of everyone. The end, full stop. All right, that is our message. We are never going to walk away from it or stop saying it no matter how many freaking weights and albatrosses YouTube hangs on our freaking necks for saying it. Mm. And one day these people will look at the shambles that they've created. The mess that they've created by destroying the hopes and dreams and desire to be productive and to have consequence of young men And they'll probably blame it on men. But we will be here to say, no, it was you. You did this. You fucking lunatics. You blind, blind ideologues. All right. Anyway, if you want to support our content, feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz. I apologize if my rants are somewhat unhinged today. I don't know. It might be the weather. Something squirrely. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Maybe. maybe it's too much caffeine. All right. So I did get a couple of super chats while you oh, were ranting. Okay. So uh, sits like Inu. I think that's how you say it. Gives us $2 and says, Allison, I've been around for a long while. LOL. So maybe it's the name that you thought was different, but it's not. 
Oh, and then it? Duncan Alexander gives a 70 czar, which I think is like South African or something or Zimbabwean. I don't know. But thank you, Duncan Alexander. Sorry for not knowing what a czar is. Uh, and he or she says, we appreciate your hard work keeping the channel running. Thank you. All right. Okay, thank you. So I'm going to go into the patron show because I, you know, I, I need to do a patron show. We do show. have one more thank you to give. Oh, okay, um, great. Thank you to uh, Ted F for $25. Thank you, Ted F. And we are now at, for the, for the project, we are, I think, uh, just give me a second because I got to do math in my head. Always fun. $700 even to the to the end of this goal so 700 bucks so if you have Feels the close. ability to help Feels us close. out yeah it's really close please go to feedthebadger.com slash project slash badger dash media dash blitz thank you for everyone who helped out i really appreciate it because i don't want to stop like you know sometimes i do but i don't want to stop because i was forced to Mm -hmm. um and uh you know just it you know sometimes it's overwhelming but it's really appreciated the ability to keep going and the ability to keep talk about the, talking about this stuff because i'm very passionate about the fact that recognizing men's issues is a net gain for the human race and that recognizing the value that masculinity brings to the world is it, it's not just necessary to keep the lights on it's also what men deserve. And we don't talk about that a lot in our society, but men deserve recognition for how much they do for women, for children, for society, for everyone. So thank you. And right. thank you for letting, allowing me to continue to say that. All right. All right. Albert Nader retro gives us $2 Canadian and says, here's there's $25 from me, AKA Ted F. Um, but you gave two dollars, and you says no, there's. No, he, oh, he, did he, he send twenty five? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. All thank right. You. Now All right. Uh, I'm gonna head into the patron show. I'm gonna finish this article I started, which is actually a lot sillier than I thought it was going to be. From Vice.com, it's it's similar to what we've been covering. It's called uh, the Strange Allure of Extreme Alpha Male Influencers. And I thought it was going to be an article about, you know, some Manosphere guy, uh, probably Andrew Tate, because he's been on everyone's lips lately. But no, I've read about halfway through it, and it turns out it's about diet and fitness influencers that happen to be men who are in good shape. So, like, basically men who are, like, advocates for low-carb keto carnivore mm. diets okay and there are a number of them that are like i guess they have like some degree of celebrity status because some of them have been on joe rogan's podcast and mm. joe rogan himself has talked about this and yet vice.com really has a problem with these guys and they're not talking about feminism they're not talking about politics they're not talking about women they're literally helping men and women uh with their diets with they're making weight. suggestions yeah with, yeah with controlling their weight with staying in good shape and and they always say well look you know uh there are no one-size-fits-all solutions i just i'm just telling you it worked for me and this is exactly what michaela peterson did which is why uh, by the way you know they're going after these guys because jordan peterson eats the same diet 
because his mm -hmm. daughter eats the same diet because she basically went on this journey, right? So mm -hmm. they seem to hate this. And I think ultimately it's the same issue as the, th the thing that we just covered, where it's basically men sharing advice to other men and other men listening to that advice and deciding to try it on. And that's it, like ultimately. You know, you, men can't be talking to each other without our supervision. This is not okay, because we want you to eat the bugs. So, um, anyway, so join us in the patron show for the rest of this article. If you want to hang out, uh, go to feedthebadger.com, set up a monthly subscription. Five bucks a month will get you into the Discord, where you'll be able to participate in all of the additional content many drafts and like, you know, videos that you can watch before they go live. Uh, if you want to get ahead of that, there are also plenty of like activities going on. I know that there are movie nights and there are uh, game nights. Yeah, I think they yeah. still do that, but- Cards Against Humanity, but I don't Yeah, know Cards Against Humanity. Uh, also, there's like a writer's workshop, you mm -hmm. know, there's therapy sessions or sort of group, you know, like chats and all kinds of stuff. So. If you want to, um, it's another way you can improve the community is by joining the community. So go to feedthebadger.com and consider joining up with us. And hopefully we'll see you in the patron show. All right. So with all that out of the way, if you guys like this video, please hit like, subscribe if you're not already subscribed, hit the bell for notifications, leave us a comment. Let us know what you guys think about what we just talked about on the show today. And most importantly, please share this video because sharing is caring. Yeah, you're like the grandma at the end of... Uh, Beverly Hillbillies that just waves forever. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of um, Maintaining Frame, and we will talk to you all in the next video. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.